Welcome to the Moonlight of Emuna, Parshas Yisroi. This week's learning should be as Chos for Fur Shlema, for Chanamash Bas Vilcher, Ratzbas Rachel, Shmuel Shezan, Bechabam, Nachmor Chabin Afira, Michaim Ben Sara, and Lili Nishmas, Henya Basichil Mechel. So, Parshas Yisroi, we have the probably the, the most uh, momentous occasion in Jewish history, the giving of the Torah. That's the, This is the ultimate purpose of everything. Everything we've been learning in the Torah until now, uh, beginning with Bereshis, the creation of the world, and choosing uh, the family of Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, the whole Golis of Mitzrayim, and the last two weeks parashas of the Geula of coming out of Mitzrayim, was all to lead to this moment for the Jews to stand at the base of Har Sinai and Moshe to bring them the Torah. And we know that Moshe brings down the ten the Ten Commandments or the Ten Utterances, the Aseris Adibras. And after we the, we, we, the Torah tells us about the, the, ten, the ten Utterances, the, ten, the Aseris Adibras, the Pesach tells us a couple of interesting Psukim, uh, a, a couple of interesting Psukim that may, taken the wrong way, sound a little bit depressing. It says, This is Perakhov Pasuk Tezvav, right after the, the end of the Aseris Adibras. The entire people saw the thunder and the flames, Veskola Shaifer, and the sound of the of the Shaifer, Vesahar and the smoking mountain, Vayaraam, and the people uh, saw, Vayanu, they trembled, Vayamdu Merachak, and they stood from afar. Vayemrel Moshe, and they said to Moshe, Dabr Ate Imanu, you speak with us, not Hashem, Benishma, and, and we'll hear, Vayadabr Imanu Elikim Pennamas, and let not Hashem not speak to us, lest we die. Vayemrel Moshe Elam, and then Moshe said to the people, Altiro, do not fear, Kilavavur Nasis Eschem Boa Elikim. In order to elevate you, Hashem has come, Uvavur Tia Yerosa, and that the awe of him should be on your faces and you will not sin. And then the Pasuk tells us, Pasuk the people stood from afar. Moshe approached the clouds, the thick clouds, and that's where God, where Hashem was. That's where Hashem was. Now, it seems that Moshe d- didn't really have an effect on the people, right? Because the Sukkim started off telling us that they were afraid. They were afraid of all the thunder and the flames and the lightning, right? And they said to Moshe, you speak, Hashem, don't let Hashem speak to us. And Moshe says to them, don't be afraid, right? Hashem came here to elevate you and that you should have Yiras Hashem. And then it says, the Pasuk Yudches that we just read is, the people stood from afar and Moshe went to the cloud where Hashem was. So it sounds like Moshe's words didn't have an effect on them. It also sounds like... Moshe goes to the clouds where Hashem is. What do you mean where Hashem is in the clouds? Hashem was everywhere. Hashem was there. The people heard him speaking. So exactly what's going on here? So Rabbi Nachman of Breslov has a, a beautiful idea on this. If you've ever heard uh, uh, any of the Torahs of Breslov, you know that there's a very big topic about the Meniyas, obstacles, and how one relates to obstacles. And 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 in Breslov, uh, obstacles are something to that you that are a good sign, something to to work through. So Rabbi Nachman has a Torah in Torah uh, Kuf Tezvav. He talks about this pasuk. He deals with this particular pasuk. And he explains that this pasuk is really the, the it, it's really the perfect follow-up to the Aseris Hadibros because this is the essence of what a Jew is doing in this world. This pasuk describes this pasuk Yudches. The people stood from afar. Moshe went to the cloud. That that's where Hashem was. And he explains that um, you have, let's say, a person. A person spent his entire life not working on his spiritual life. He was he was involved in his physical life. He wasn't doing the right things. He was a person who was involved with sins, with Averis. And now he decides, for some reason, uh, he wants to leave his materialistic life behind, and he wants to start to serve Hashem. Right? doesn't necessarily mean completely leave it behind, but he wants to make a change in his spiritual life. He wants to make a spiritual uh, change in his spiritual life. 
So he decides that beginning right now, he's going to be a different type of person. He's going to be a different type of person. He's going to live differently. Says Rabbi Nachman, what happens is that the Midas Hadin, the attribute of judgment, says... Who are you that you can just decide that you want to serve Hashem after everything you've done your whole life? And therefore it throws up obstacles. Says Rabbi Nachman, you have two choices when this obstacle gets thrown up in front of you. Because we know that ultimately Hashem is a Baal Chesed, as we're going to explain in a minute. And he, re- and he therefore hides himself in these obstacles. We'll see what the purpose of that is in a minute. So somebody who's smart, somebody who's a Bardas, somebody who has intellect, Right? Somebody who's wise. So he looks at the obstacle and he sees the Hashem in it. Every obstacle it contains Hashem. And we'll see in a second why. But but somebody who's smart will see that. Will see Hashem within the obstacle and will and will embrace the obstacle. And he quotes a Gemara Yushalmi. The Gemara Yushalmi in Tainus says, In Adam If somebody were to say to you, Where is your God? Taimerlo, you should tell him Bekrach Godl Sheba Aram. You should tell him in the great city of Aram, which is which refers to Rome. Now we know Rome is the capital of the worst exile, right? The the, the Gauls that were still in is was caused by Rome. Rome is the place you would think it would be hardest to find God. Yet the Yerushalmi says, if you want, to, if somebody asks you where your God is, tell him in Rome, in the darkest obstacle. Shenemar Eli Kerem Isayer quotes a passage from Yeshayo that someone you can call me. Hashem says, call me from Sayer. Sayer is also a reference to Rome. In the darkest obstacle. So we see from this Gemara that in the darkest obstacle you can find Hashem. That's where the Gemara, the Gemara Yishalmi tells us that's where you find Hashem. So somebody who's smart is pre- presented with this obstacle and he realizes that Hashem's somewhere in there and he's going to go try to find Hashem in the obstacle. Says Rabbi Nachman, but somebody who's not a Bardas, somebody who's not wise, when he sees the when he sees this obstacle, so he turns back. He says, you know what? I wanted to serve Hashem. I spent my whole life materialistic. I wanted to serve Hashem, but there's an obstacle, so I'm going to turn back and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go do something else I'll go back to my old ways Rabbi Nachman explains that's what this Pasuk means it says the people stood from far Moshe Nigash El Arafel but Moshe went into the Arafel Arafel clouds is darkness is darkness so he explains the Pasuk the people stood from the far uh, from afar because when they saw the darkness they saw these clouds right they saw these clouds that were covering Har Sinai they saw the, 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 this obstacle this mania and therefore they stood from afar they kept their distance they were afraid to approach their reaction to the obstacles were, right, they see, we just came from Mitzrayim, 49 days ago, we were on the lowest level of Tumah, and now Hashem is giving us the Aser Sadibras, and we were inspired that we want to change our lives, but we see obstacles, we see clouds, so therefore we're going to turn back, we're not going to be, we're going to stay we stay at a distance, we feel like we're being turned away, right, we, we, I, I wanted to make a change in my life, I see these obstacles, the obstacles must mean that 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 uh, I'm being turned back, that that, that I'm, not, I'm not capable of making a change, or I'm not worthy of making a change. But Moshe, Moshe is the personification of a Bardas, right? Moshe is the smartest. Moshe is the one who speaks to Hashem face to face. What does he do? Ni, Moshe, he nigash el harafel, he goes straight towards the darkness. He goes right at the obstacle. And, and what is, how does the Pasuk end? Because that's where Hashem is. That's where Hashem is hidden. Hashem is right there in the obstacle. And in this Torah, in Kuf Tezvav, Rabbi Nassim says that he heard further from Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nassim was the Talmud of Rabbi Nachman who wrote most of Lakute Maran. He says that we, he, he explained this further. Why is it that Hashem specifically hides himself in obstacles? Does this make any sense? What, why would this be? So we say, he said, we know that there's a Pasuk, there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya that says, Hashem is Oyhev Mishpat. Hashem loves justice, loves judgment, loves strict judgment. Hashem believes that thing, that, not believes, Hashem created the 
the world in a way that there's judgment. If a person does something wrong, he needs to be punished. If he does something right, he gets he gets reward. The problem is that the Zayar tells us that Hashem loves the Jewish people. Now, what happens when these two loves conflict? Right? Judgment requires that the Jewish people have to be punished and therefore should be turned back when they want when, when a Jew wants to wants to do tshuva but he hasn't been living the right way. Judgment requires that he should that there should be obstacles, he should be turned away. But at the same time Hashem loves the Jewish people, like the Zohar says. And says the and says says the jo- Zohar that his love for the Jewish people is greater than his love for judgment. So what does Hashem do faced with this? He wants his love for the Jewish people to override, but he still has a love for judgment. So how does he how does he how does he deal with this contradiction, with this conflict? So we have this person. He wants to he wants to change his ways. But the Midas Hadin, this attribute of judgment, comes and says, No, I'm sorry, he doesn't deserve it. So we have to we have to stop him. And Hashem loves Mishpat, Hashem loves judgment, and he says that you're right, judgment requires that we should stop this guy from trying to fix his ways. He's lived in a terrible way for so many years, or he's done this avera so many times, and he's he's given lip service to doing tshuva. So now we should uh, din mishpat says that we should not we should not allow his tshuva. We should not accept him. So therefore, Hashem kaviyachal, whatever this means, but on this on some level, Hashem agrees. Okay, we have to put up obstacles. He doesn't have the right to just by by right he doesn't have the ability to come back. But then Hashem says, I have an overriding concern in, in that I love the Jewish people. And that is greater than my love for Mishpat. So what, what, should, what do we do? So Hashem says, you know what I'm going to do? I have to agree that, that judgment din requires that I put up these obstacles. But I also, ultimately, what I really want is for this person to come back to me. I want this Jew to do tshuva. I want him to come back to me. I want the, my love of, Jews, of, of this Jew is overriding. So Hashem says to me, this is yes. Put up the obstacles. Let's try to prevent him. But Hashem then hides himself within those obstacles. Hashem puts himself within those obstacles. And therefore the wise person, the person who understands this, will find Hashem in those obstacles themselves. Right? Hashem is saying, yes, there, there are going to be obstacles to you coming back to me. But if you if you focus and if you work on it, you'll find that I'm in those obstacles myself. I'm in, the, I'm in those obstacles themselves. So going into those obstacles, facing those obstacles, and pushing through is going to bring you closer to me than even, even than if you didn't have obstacles. Right? We know that the difficulties sometimes are what bring us closer to Hashem. So the person is trying to do tshuva, and he has difficulty. He can't focus on davening. He can't pay attention to his learning. He has other issues with his parnasa. There are obstacles that, that don't make it so easy for him to do tshuva. But if the wise person pushes through them, then he finds Hashem. Right? Think about a parent who punishes a child. The child is, is doing things that are detrimental to himself. Right? The parent. What's the parent's goal when a per- parent punishes a child? Is not to punish the child, to hurt the child. He's trying to get the child to, to do things that ultimately in the long run will be better for him. So what's the purpose of the punishment? The punishment looks like a tremendous obstacle to the child. I want to do this, and my parent punished me. He took away, he took away something from me that I, that I can't, that I, now I can't use. I want, to, I want to do this thing right now, and my father, my father's not letting me. He took away my bicycle. I want to go bike riding. He took it away. What's the father's point? I'm going to se- I want to set up an obstacle. I want you to push through it. I want you to realize. I want you to stop and think. What is it? What, what's going on here? What, why am I doing things that are, that are, that are bad for me? What are, the, what are the things, the way I've been leading my life that, that haven't been good for me? And how do I fix that? So in the long run, I'll be much better off. I'll be much happier. I'll be much healthier person to get, to get out of my own head. So Hashem puts up these obstacles because Midas Adin says that you're not, you're not, it, sh- it shouldn't be so easy. But that 
that difficulty is what's going to make it, it's going to make you stop and think and look for Hashem in the obstacle and say, oh, wait one second, I have an obstacle here, must mean I haven't been focusing on the right things. Maybe I'm having difficulty going back to Davin. Here I am, I decide I want to Davin better. And I come to Shul and I can't seem to focus. Oh, why is that? How do I find Hashem in this? Ah, maybe I have the wrong things on my mind. Maybe I'm not giving the proper attention to things. Maybe I haven't worked on myself before I came to Davening to be able to Daven properly, properly or to learn or to sit down and learn with the right with the right kind of focus. The, those, those obstacles are designed to correct your path so that you're ultimately better off. Most of those obstacles, most obstacles, okay, there are some that are external, but most of those obstacles are in our own heads, right? We get into our own way. We, we have things on our, on our mind that don't let us do the things that would ultimately be better for us. Think about a simple, uh, a simple situation like, uh, it's not so simple, but a, a situation like a diet. What, what, where are the obstacles in a person's diet come from? Mostly they come from inside. We don't have the right motivation. We don't have the right uh, willpower. We don't have the right focus, but if we could, but if we, if we, if we face some obstacles and we reassess and we realize that this is what's ultimately the best for me, my relationship with Hashem is what's ultimately best for me. It's better for me if I don't eat this. But but without obstacles, we don't stop and and, and appreciate that situation. So it turns out that those obstacles are not really obstacles at all. Those are things that are designed to keep us on the right path. And most of them are illusions. We, we think there's an obstacle here. But if I understood what, where I need to get to, what, I, what, what I'm trying to do, what, I'm, what, what, what my goal in life is, so then those obstacles are designed to bring me closer to Hashem. Hashem is in the obstacles. And therefore, Rabbi Nachman finishes this piece. And it's worth just reading the last three lines. He says, Ki be'emes, in truth, ba'olam klal. There are no obstacles in the world at all. All. What does Rabbi Nachman say? What do you mean there's no obstacles? I see an obstacle. I'm trying to do this and I can't do it. Something's preventing me. The answer is it's not an obstacle. It's designed to make you to make you a uh, correct course, to, 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 to fix your path, to bring you to the best situation. It's not an obstacle at all, right? It, an obstacle course, if you think about an obstacle course, well, if there's something here, you, you, you veer around it, you go over it. It's designed to bring you through, through the situation. Because Hashem is in the strongest part of the obstacle, that's where Hashem is hidden. And through the obstacles themselves, that's exactly, precisely how we're supposed to draw close to Hashem. Because uh, that's exactly where Hashem is hidden. Those obstacles, the things that look like the biggest obstacles, are our biggest opportunities to come close to Hashem. The obstacle looks like it's preventing me from returning to Hashem, but really it's the thing that's perfectly designed to best bring me to Hashem. And so he concludes, This is what it's meant that Moshe went into the clouds. That's the obstacle. As the Pasuk ends off, that's exactly where Hashem is. The obstacle is not something that we that we think it's trying to prevent me to Hashem and I have to, I have to figure out uh, how to avoid it. No, no, that obstacle is exactly what I have to deal with, exactly what I have to face to best bring me to the place I need to be to, 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 to find Hashem, right? Just like we said at the beginning that Rome is the place where Hashem is. The obstacles that we're dealing with, Golis, look, is very terrible, and we want Golis to end. We daven that Golis should end. But that's where we find Hashem for our, it's custom-tailored for our lives. And that's where Rabbi Nachman, this, this amazing idea that Rabbi Nachman and Breslin has become very famous for is that there's no, there's no such thing as something that is designed to push you away from Hashem. Yes, it's made to look this way because there's a, there's, there's a 
level of din that you have to work through. Din requires that you have to correct certain things. But that's perfectly designed to help us correct that. And therefore, we have to see this message. This is the message that the Torah is giving us right after the Aser Sadibras. You, 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 you want to now commit to the Aser Sadibras. You want to receive the Torah. You have to recognize that the obstacles in your life are not obstacles at all. They're not obstacles at all, at all as Rabbi Nachman explained. These are they're all custom-tailored ways to bring you close to Hashem. So we should all be zeichet to this, to see the obstacles in our life. We shouldn't have uh, obstacles that look like obstacles, only, rec- uh, only things that help us get closer to Hashem. And with that, I wish you all a great Shabbos.